do we warn the next person or not reach out? The impulse to spare the others that we discover are entrapped by the same monster that we were is natural and really incredibly strong. That pull to warn others, along with the desire to want to talk to them because we really have something quite unique in common. It's up to each of us to decide if we're going to warn the other person or not, and this depends on the circumstances surrounding it all as well. This is what we're talking about today on Narcissistic Abuse Unwound. I'm Jennifer Smith of True Love Scam Recovery. Let me know anything you'd like to hear on the podcast. If you would like to be a podcast guest, please email me about that. Whatever we would say together would be anonymous for both of us as far as our identities. But without a doubt, what we talk about is going to help other people. Email me, jennifer at truelovescam.com. Seeing other people fall prey to this creature that we may ourselves have just escaped from is so painful. There's a natural impulse for us to reach out and warn the next person. We want to spare people the nightmare. It's an impulse that's just absolutely human to want to warn somebody about something so dangerous. There are a few different scenarios where this can happen. And when we're the person who's in the nightmare, we're the person who was ensnared, we might not think about it, but we have parents and siblings and friends who are watching this, and they really, really want to warn us. So that's one setting. You're the person on the outside looking in at your sister or your son go through this. The other scenario is that you're the person who was under a sociopath's spell. You have broken away and you realize there are anywhere from one to a dozen others that this monster also is ravaging. Either way, we want to warn them. So two scenarios. One, you're the sibling or parent or friend watching someone go through this, and the other, you're the one who went through the entrapment, and you want to warn the future or current prey that you have realized are there. What happens in each of these settings or scenarios if we reach out to warn someone? Overall, the unfortunate thing is that most of these people in either setting are not going to believe us. When somebody is ensnared, mesmerized, ensorcelled under the spell, a part of the effect of the spell is that we believe the pathological parasitic predator over all other people around us. Even if we recognize that what someone might be saying to us in warning is true, we side with a pathological parasitic predator. This is the natural, unavoidable, and inevitable effect of a sociopath on a normal person. We are immediately defending them, protecting them, doing for them, giving to them. There is nothing anyone can say that will change that in that moment. The upside of this in either scenario is that the person we give the warning to will hear it, and even though they're coming to the defense of the parasitic predator, it is absorbed. It's taken in and stored somewhere in our bodies when we get these warnings. We don't forget them. It will not seem like this at the time you give the warning. You will be rebuffed, maybe attacked yelled at, blocked, all 
kinds of unpleasant things, but the warning will be stored somewhere in the back of the mind, somewhere in the body. So what happens to that stored away warning? Let's take this in the case of, this is someone close to us. This is a family member or a close friend that we just warned. They don't believe us. They don't want to talk to us anymore, or at least not about that. It will have the effect certainly of reducing the amount of time that we're allowed to see the person we're trying to warn, our loved one, our friend. They're going to step further away from us and closer to the parasitic predator. On top of that, they very well most likely are going to mention to the predator the thing that we said. This causes that nutbag to focus on us. We have now just made ourselves a threat to their scam, a threat to their safety. They might come after us. They might be the ones that block us or are behind our loved one or family member blocking us because we made that warning. The sociopath does this by planting things in the mind and heart of our loved one. They will begin to say things like, they're jealous of you, or something like, they don't really love you. If they loved you, they would support us. So that and the effect of the thing that we said, the warning we gave, is stored in the mind and in the heart and in the life of our loved one. Later, when things go sideways, when the whole thing blows up, when they do leave this pathological parasitic predator, then that thing that we said can be a sore spot. The person who underwent the entrapment can be very embarrassed that they didn't listen to us, that we were right. Really, really want to think twice, three times, five times before you say something to a loved one that is a warning about the parasite who has entrapped them. We want to be building bridges with that loved one. We want to be able to stay as close to them as possible, ideally. This cannot be accomplished by putting down the predator, suggesting that they are a predator, questioning things like, who are they really? Where does their money come from? How do you know he's not married or she's not married? What do you really know about them? Those kinds of comments do not help the friend, loved one, out of the situation in that moment because they're already hooked and it can drive a wedge between us and them in that moment and down the road when they really need us after this all blows up and it can cause the predator to come after us. We don't need a predator after us. Staying in the life of our loved ones, staying close to them, being their friend, being supportive of them is ideal, but we are going to experience trauma. We are going to be affected by the sociopath. We're going to be affected by our friend, loved one, who is traumatized and under the spell of a sociopath. It's not fun. It's not easy. It's tragic. It's a tragedy playing out in real life, in our life, in our friend's life, our loved one's life. We want to stay close. It's going to affect us adversely. We want to support our friend. It's going to take a toll on us. But if we warn them, we will be rejected, maybe forever. This could be a permanent thing or not. 
we might be able to hang on and be there for them when it's over. And then more irony, that's going to be traumatic for us too. While they are in the trauma of breaking away and resolving it all, figuring it all out, we experience trauma through that as well. That's how it goes when we are experiencing a loved one going through this and want to warn them. What about when we're the person who was ensnared, we break away and discover the others? We have a few different reactions. We can be jealous of the others. We can want to warn the others. We can label the others an enabler and be mad at them and hate them. We can be scared of the others. We can want to talk to the others because... We want to know. We want to know if they experienced what we experienced, if they were treated like we were treated. We want to know who this maniac is that hijacked us both, that faked us both out in a fraud, not real, lying, deceptive facade of a so-called relationship. That's a lot. There isn't any part of this that isn't a lot, but... What we're here talking about today is what happens if we reach out and warn them? What happens if we reach out and warn the others that we discover? First of all, that other is someone we don't know. That other could still be very much under the spell of the sociopath without us realizing that, even if they've, quote, broken up. In that case, the first thing that's going to happen is they are going to tell the sociopath what we said along with very possibly coming straight at us themselves with how dare you insults or threats. Remember, the automatic immediate effect of a sociopath is that we do for them, give to them, accommodate them, defend them, even lie for them. If they're still under their spell, this is all still working. Given that this is someone we don't know, how much does it matter if they attack us? Is it worth making that effort, taking that risk? Well, first of all, it's a traumatic experience. It is highly unpleasant, triggering, shocking. It stays with us. It reverberates as more trauma. And the second thing, probably more important, is that it is going to swing around that sociopath's attention straight at us because we are endangering their survival. When we warn the other or others, we are potentially blowing up the psychopath's world. They have put together this network of people that they use, which ensures their survival and entertainment. They don't want that messed with. I mean, okay, who would? Do we want someone blowing up our world? No, we don't because, well, it just happened, and none of that was great. Thank you very much. As inhuman and abnormally brained as they are, as a sociopath slash psychopath is, they are a living entity that wants to continue living and surviving and being okay, just like an ant or a spider or a cockroach. When we reach out and warn the others, we are putting ourselves in potential danger. So let's say we do that. Here's the upside. Though they reject us, those others will store what we said. What we say to them in warning or what we tell them about what that nut job did to us 
will accumulate along with all the other things that have seemed odd that maybe the sociopath said, certainly that the sociopath did, maybe along with other people's warnings. All of that accumulated odd moments, strange things, disappointment, hurts, things someone said to them do add up to be part of the end. They grow and snowball into the whole schmear that leads to the spell breaking or someone escaping, blocking them, breaking away, and setting out on their own recovery healing journey. And then the really beautiful thing is that that warning we gave becomes validation for them. It becomes support in their recovery. No matter how we handle it when we come across the others or what we say to a family, friend, or loved one who has been ensnared, is ensnared, it's up to us to decide if we reach out and say something. What we say is up to us. And Please don't worry if you've said something and feel like you made a mistake by saying it. This has a way of working itself out overall based on our determination to get our lives back, our loved one to get their life back. Do your best at all times. Make decisions and take actions based on your well-being. If we're thinking of our well-being and our loved one's well-being, Whatever we do is the right thing to do. Whatever we do is the best thing to do. This is Jennifer Smith, True Love Scam Recovery, with the podcast Narcissistic Abuse Unwound. Email me anytime, jennifer at truelovescam.com. Let me know what you think about this episode or other episodes. Let me know if you would like to be a podcast guest. I am sending you all good things.